Hello, hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, you know, I, I've been better. Uh, Elon Musk um, successfully uh, executed a hostile takeover of the Grift Shop today. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's under new ownership. There's nothing I could do. Uh, I, I mean, I did, I did, uh, you know, get a... Uh, pretty penny from the from the buyout but that's my baby and it, it was taken from me so i was gonna say it was ten dollars per twitter follower right uh <laughs> i think that's what it was yeah now if every one of my twitter followers did send me ten dollars now <laughs> now we're talking <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when the time comes and uh, we fully reinvest our energy and efforts into being the best movie podcast on Truth Social, uh, it will it will be time, <laughs> I think. Um, but my goodness, uh, this week we are going to be talking about the newest movie from A24 and Robert Eggers. It is, of course, uh, The Northman. Woo! It's a, it's a Viking Western movie. Um, before we get into our, our you know thoughts about all of this, I just kind of want to do a brief rundown um, that this movie runs almost two and a half hours long and made about $13 million domestically at the box office on a $90 million budget. So, you know, a little bit shaky territory there. <laughs> <laughs> for a return on investment and uh with a 90 million dollar budget i have to ask was this nine times better than the 10 million dollar green knight movie no i mean it, yeah it, it, it looked <laughs> incredible it looked like i mean it, it honestly this is just a testament to like how much the green knight did with its budget which yeah given yeah. like given its competition these days it's, it's honestly extraordinary um but I mean, I honestly did not expect like it, it, this movie looked fantastic, but I like I'm surprised that the budget was that high. Um, yeah, that's yeah. And granted, you know, I'm sure COVID delays and other things like that probably uh, had it balloon out a little bit. Um, but I don't think we're talking going from a nine million to ninety million kind of a thing. I was shocked by how relatively small scale this this story was because at least yeah. in the trailers uh for anyone who's watched that uh you know we're being sold on the idea of like this sweeping viking viking saga like an epic tale and this is much more like a a very slim trim lean revenge story which it isn't bad by any means uh, it, i was just surprised to see that it's a uh oh okay well i guess this is a much more tight-knit and emotionally intense movie than kind of uh, i guess what i would expect from an episode of vikings or the last kingdom or vikings valhalla on netflix or hold on I'm, I'm trying to look up other vikings properties um 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 the january 6th riot yes. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah this is this is a very dangerous movie uh you know i after after getting out of the screening today i like had a sudden urge to like carve norse runes in my skin you know i i i i i, I bought a a, a sonorad flag on, on my way home <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's hanging in my room right now. Uh, good, good, good thing we're not getting video evidence of this, but 
Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you made you made a good point when we were talking about that. Like this was obviously like had been in production like well before uh fucking january 6th or any aesthetic or rhetorical connections to like the QAnon shaman that that people are trying to make in the media but to be fair it's british people trying to draw the comparison going yes the problematic vikings yes the imagery that exists in their culture nothing like us The the British were slaves, don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, again, like I, I know a lot of people have a lot of positive reviews for this movie online. And I don't mean just positive. I mean, like, earth-shattering, transcendent, the best movie I've ever seen. It was everything I could have hoped for. And to those people, I really am happy for you because, you know, like, I, I thought it was fine, but if that is exactly what you wanted in the movie and it was that, I'm I'm happy for you. Again, it just kind of, for me, felt more like a, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, a smooth brain Western um, that kind of got glossed up with old timey language. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was especially deep, but I thought everything was incredibly well executed. Like you mentioned, I thought everything looked gorgeous. I mean, the sets were fantastic. The costuming, everything felt so real. I mean, I, who knows about like historically how real it actually was, you know, but it looked like it all felt the time period. So then when the fantastical elements that happen in the film um, sporadically throughout occur it makes it seem that much more impactful and so that's a credit to the entire production for this um one thing though i wanted to ask you grift in addition to what like you thought about this movie was uh what's your relationship with your father like because i'm noticing i'm gonna start (laughs) pulling on these threads to figure out why people enjoyed this movie so much not much to say besides like good i I, I don't (laughs) i can't think of any particular like lingering issues on that front Uh, i know i'm relatively lucky in that regard me Uh, too i think that's why we might not be as high on this movie (laughs) (laughs) like i legitimately think because i again i hate to i hate to do this but i feel like this movie is kind of a projection of the director because robert eggers (laughs) doesn't actually know who his biological father is and his mother married his stepfather when he was a young child and then that couple had a pair of twins and if that rings true to certain elements in this film, <laughs> I think you <laughs> might be able Pretty to... Pretty explicitly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and again, I know Eggers is married to a, a clinical psychologist. So my joke now is this is what happens when a New England artist doesn't go to therapy. Or even worse, when he does. This is the art that he creates instead. Well, I mean, speaking as an artist who grew up in New England who has never gone to therapy... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when's your Northman movie talk. coming out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Milady Northman. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my it's God, just yeah, the Northman like, with those send, fucking send it, eyes. Like, Japan or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the world's first weeb is uh, <laughs> what it is. Well, no, I mean, that's just The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should have been called the first weave. Like, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the the untold uh, origin story, I think, for it. Um, 
I, I did think that a lot of this uh, movie is fascinating to me because it's almost like a Rorschach test in the sense of like the most annoying woke boy, like at a party that you will ever run into, like the type that describes themselves as an indigo child kind of thing. <laughs> and then like the most aggro, like red pilled MRA leading guy, like we have to protect our children types. <laughs> we'll both enjoy this movie, albeit for a very different reasons and i think that that is fascinating from a piece of art because on one hand that means that it has themes that resonate throughout and uh, a plot line that can be interpreted as such and on the other hand it shows that there might be a slightly more muddled message than eggers probably might be preferring so it's not that i'm mad at anyone who enjoyed this film i was just disappointed in this movie and so you know like on a scale of everything it's like still like a six out of ten in my head but the entire time i was thinking with a couple tweets here and there that the themes could be a little bit richer in it yeah well, uh, with your um uh indigo child example there were you sort of referring to the supernatural psychological like like uh like um like the the way the way the uh supernatural like hallucinogenic elements played into it that's uh, part of it it was mostly me like uh going through like uh trauma from a 2013 house party where a guy <laughs> wouldn't shut the fuck up because it was a full moon outside oh. and was trying to get laid with these two <laughs> chicks <laughs> but, that, but that, yes that blood it, got me acting up yeah <laughs> you, you gotta be careful with them uh a whole bunch of ezra miller types is all i'm gonna say <laughs> can't can't trust them can't trust them one fucking bit the Hawaiian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, uh, you know the the oldest son character kind of looked like Ezra Miller as well, and so can we can we just do a quick aside about the Ezra Miller thing? So you remember that um, trailer we covered the the asking for it movie where it, it was like the, the yes the, the oh my god the, the takedown of the MRI which has. Ezra Miller as the villain, and also the director, like apparently, like assaulted a trans woman in like some bar randomly recently. So it's like very weird narrative surrounding that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that's also isn't that the one also starring like it has Vanessa Hudgens, the one because Vanessa Hudgens was like casually in favor of genocide because it was like I mean how many people are going to die of COVID? Isn't it worth it? Yeah, yeah, just, she, just an all star lineup. She's in that yeah i would love to be on set the poor poor crew that was having to deal with those absolute maniacs uh the entire time not worth it in my head um but oh well uh did you have any other kind of like big overarching thoughts before we do what we always do and uh lean into a, a full recap into this thing um i just like you know i was very i was very satisfied with what i got from this i did not go absolutely in, i did not go in expecting some sort of transcendent experience like you referenced that some other people were i was i was just looking forward to some to some badass viking action and this movie looked fantastic the poetic turns of the dialogue felt like something out of like like Beowulf or something like, you know, like, mm. like it's, it's like, you know, pre pre Shakespearean, but, you know, very like very uh, canny turns of phrase that, that spiced up the script. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I, I loved the, the third act subversion of like the revenge fantasy. 
Um, yes, yes, we yeah. will definitely get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, man. so like, yeah, I I went in expecting some uh, a gorgeous looking badass Viking movie, and the the scope, like, I agree, the scope is a little different than what I expected. Um, but I was I, I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the narrative choices. So I yeah, I, it, yeah. it was a it was a worthy trade off. It was like yeah. okay, so the scope isn't as large, but it is a little deeper. Fantastic, cool, great. And um, also, like again, the, the, the fight choreography was really fucking good. Yes, yes, uh, that that and the stunt work in this. This is like has several sequences where I'm like, wow, they were able to get all of that, and maybe not like a oneer because they probably were able to to edit it all together in post. But it's still it's super impressive camera work that they had these guys just flying off of things yeah. and falling in ways. I was yeah. I, I was amazed jumping off of houses to knock a guy off his horse. Like, dude, when when he. <laughs> The, he catches the, the the spear throw and then turns around and like nails the guy with it. Yes, yeah, yeah. That one, that one was in the trailer, so I, I knew it was coming. But like, still, still rewarding, was, you know? So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> there I was at the Mike Tyson boxing event, and wouldn't you know it? He threw a punch. Whoa, crazy! <laughs> <laughs> I think that this movie is definitely one of those that I look forward to rewatching, which I can't say for a lot of other movies that I might walk away disappointed in. Like, that's how good I think this movie in general is. And so I, I look forward to it kind of, you know, um, experiencing it again. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, in terms of the actual plot, we open up in AD 895, a.k.a. in the Viking Age of Land Taking, uh, which I think is a, a cool era that isn't explored very often with the Viking uh, mythos. I mean, I'm sure they do in the show Vikings and whatever, but j just like in the sense of like every generation, there was massive upheaval, if not upheaval, like within that same generation. So the ideas of having a dynasty is a foreign concept uh, to the, an entire culture, which is uh, just something that I think is is weird because I want to say it doesn't resonate, I think, with a lot of Western audiences, but this is where a lot of Western stuff kind of uh, starts from. So it's uh, it, yeah. it's unique in, in that Look, this time period. Total Dark Ages aesthetic, just like of that era where, you know, um, the power is not obfuscated at all. Like the guy who has the most swords around him, who can kill the most people, is going to be the ruler. Um, there's like there's 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 really no uh, like papering over the the implication of force. It's it's very direct and um, yeah, like it's and it's it's straight up from the outset. Just uh, yeah, no no land acknowledgments going down in this universe. Nope, none whatsoever. <laughs> uh, the uh, other thing to to keep in mind is um are we open on like the the king and queen played by ethan hawk and nicole kidman uh ethan hawk comes in and is acting very gruff to everyone and then you see that he immediately warms up to his child and you're like oh what a sweet father-son dynamic I can't wait to see them bonding. And then pretty much immediately they go into a spiritual ceremony where they act like wolves with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just what they do. They strip down and then start howling and drinking out of, uh, uh, you know, bowls and taking psychedelics with each other. Just dudes being dudes. 
just yeah i i loved the there were several sequences of like you know the the one where the warriors are hyping themselves up for battle by like becoming becoming just like far, snarling animals just like reducing themselves to like like bacchanalian animalistic like impulses i, I mean very, really like, leaning it, into their fursonas if you will yeah uh, if, yeah. <laughs> yeah for real no yeah. i'm not a man yeah. i'm a wolf sure you are i'm a bear <laughs> fucking don't kill me you can be whatever you want man just <laughs> uh so yeah this is a, a movie really about furry oppression because uh, immediately uh, their <laughs> lifestyle is not approved of and uh that we observe the king um get ambushed by some masked riders and it turns out that he is betrayed by his brother um who, uh, you know, is really painted out to be just a villain. Doesn't hurt that he's also played by a guy who has played Dracula before. Uh, so you're like, yeah, this piece of shit, definitely a bad guy. How could you betray your king like this? Um, I, I thought that it was incredibly paint by numbers. And then you got uh, Ethan Hawke doing his monologue, talking about how uh, the kingdom will crumble all around him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was very... Uh, Shakespearean and theatrical in that sense. So, yeah, he 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 has his little uh, little Boromir moment where he just gets shot full of so many arrows <laughs> and just keeps talking. He <laughs> 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 shot in the neck. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just an underrated sound. It's trying to talk while gurgling, trying to be like, "No, play it cool, play it cool. It's fine." <laughs> still walk this off <laughs> um so of course uh the uh the, the little boy goes on the run and he gets uh, chased by one of the henchmen and then ends up just taking off that guy's nose hell yeah uh which i appreciated because later when we see him it's a good way to identify that that is the henchman and so mm, uh, yeah excellent excellent movie making trick and the poor actor who had to ha probably have like a green screen on his nose for the rest of filming <laughs> <laughs> no they I actually made him chop off his nose <laughs> for this. <laughs> he was that committed, in fact. Uh, Eggers yeah, didn't even ask him to. Yeah. He just did that. It was insane. Um, yeah, what, what, what can I say? A24 vibes. <laughs> <laughs> And so we see the the little 12-year-old boy, he uh, finds a boat, and then he starts rowing away, and he's repeating his mantra, like, uh, I, I will avenge you, father, I will save you, mother, I will kill you, Fjolnir. Uh, uh, and I, I thought like that, that kind of resonated well. Uh, then I realized that this is the same kid that played a young Bruce Wayne in the Batman movie that we watched earlier. Mm. And I'm like, well, all right, this kid is typecast. He's like, you look like a kid who has dead parents. How would you like to be in a movie? <laughs> um, and then we uh, get a, a smash cut and it says years later. And I thought like, oh, wow. Okay. We're going to see like him, like a training montage. But no, we're just kind of thrown right into it. And it's like three plus decades have gone by. And he's now a, a Viking berserker with that crew that you were talking about. That they, uh, they, they lay siege to a town. 
And I mean, the action set piece of them um, being at the forefront, them uh, are, I'm sorry, him hurling the spear back, climbing up, jumping onto a roof, jumping down. I mean, the chaos that ensues throughout that entire thing just felt kinetic and expertly executed. People have been saying, like, oh, this is just fucking a gore fest. And like, yeah, it, it's, it's not, like, there, though. There, they there cut is, away. Yeah, so, sorry, don't mean yeah, to cut there, you off. Yeah, no, no, I was basically going to say that. Yeah, like, there, there is some, there are some, you know, brutal action scenes, but it really wasn't, like, didn't feel too gratuitous. The, 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 the you know, um, realism to the brutality was more um, apparent in, like, just them putting all the kids of the village in a house and then burning it down. Yeah, because they, just... they weren't, you know, <laughs> worthy as slaves, which, I, yeah. I, listen, I don't want to be that guy. Okay, because as a white guy talking about the economics of slavery, I get how this can be bad here. But those kids are an investment. Okay, because let me tell you, you want adult (laughs) slaves, but you want to get them on the cheap kids. Okay, (laughs) they turn into adults. The assets appreciate in value. You see, Uh, this is investing 101. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, when you when you when you have a short term quarter by quarter profit strategy, you you gotta you, you gotta you gotta invest resources in you know if, if you got if you got shareholders you know breathing down your neck for profits quarter to quarter, you can't have that. No, like... <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Our operation is downsizing. No, get into the church. We're we're burning it down. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta cut costs somewhere. Yeah, like, can't can't be feeding these kids. We, we, gotta, we gotta take the, the fully grown ones. Yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, it, it was just great to to see. Um, I mean, not great to see kids burning. It was great. It was great it was, to see, I love seeing yeah. that. No. It, that was what was transcendent for me. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, I, yeah. It was for just burning a burning a bunch of Russians in a in a house. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah this. And then, and then referencing how you're going to sell the slaves in the market, Kiev. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. A little, little world. Dirt, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really weird that, that they looked to camera and then they like cut for five minutes to that Zelensky speech throughout. But, you know, uh, it's okay, I guess. Um, weird, weird. But, I, you know, he was an actor. So maybe it was filmed before. I, I'm not sure the timelines. Um, the, uh, the the one thing that I enjoyed about this sequence was seeing him because uh, at no point do I think of him as a protagonist in the sense of like he's a good guy. Uh, if anything, as the film goes on, we realize that he's no better than pretty much anyone else in this movie. It's just everyone being shitty and brutal to everyone else the entire way through. Uh, but this highlights it, you know. That in so many, in my opinion, lesser films, it would be someone saying via montage, the things I've done, you wouldn't be able to forgive me for. And then we wouldn't see it. But when you actually see a guy, I don't know, burning down a building full of children, you go, oh, okay, yeah, this guy. Yeah, okay. This violence is all he knows. And, and like Skarsgård's like physical presence in this scene, the way he's just like he's just with his like fucking like crane like, neck just, that he does, crane, and, and just like the, the 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 way he like carries his arms and shoulders is just so physical and like just so menacing. Um, just yeah, just fully fully committed performance there. Like, <laughs> he knew it. He he wanted to get a fucking Viking movie made. Um, that's then you know we get like the uh, the Bjork cameo. 
where uh, she's uh, a, se- a seeress in the temple. She's saying, like, you will f- fight and kill your uncle in a field of fire. And he's like, yes, this makes sense to me. I'm not having a psychotic break. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, time for me to go find my uncle. Then wouldn't you know it? He overhears someone talking about his uncle. He's like, where? My uncle. Uh, yeah, he, he lives uh, uh, over here. And they're like, no, no, no. Harold of Norway took over that land. And so you're like, ah, the father's prophecy has come true. And now <laughs> Fjolnir is a sheep farmer. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, just- yeah. Fjolnir, uh, Loki fell off. <laughs> <laughs> he is having his Justin Timberlake man in the woods era uh, right now because he is he is just he's living in Iceland and to call it a commune is an is an overstatement because it's really him and like 15 other people tops and i need people to understand that there's only like 15 people uh in, in this small little area because when shit starts to go down and then fuel is like who could be doing this it's like i don't know <laughs> maybe it's the six foot seven scars guard monster <laughs> there. Uh, no 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 takers uh i'm just saying in your in your small village commune if you're like one of us could be violent it's me my family and Jason Voorhees and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> it's probably Jason Voorhees. Um, but regardless, uh, lol at him uh, getting wrecked like that. Good times. Um, weirdly, the second chapter the, of the movie that takes place, originally Eggers wanted this to happen on the British Isles, I think to kind of tie in like with the mother's origin. But uh, Skarsgård rejected that because basically he said that that is overly trope filled and uh, instead to do it in Iceland because it hasn't really been done before. And so they they kind of fleshed out that second chapter a little bit better, which I thought was an improvement. I mean, and also the the um, the natural like wonder and beauty of Iceland is far and away like more spectacular than anything on the British Isles. Cause oh my god! You got fucking you got you got volcanoes. You got just like roll like you know just like massive floodplains. Like all sorts like just every like it was every sort of like epic environment you could imagine you can actually find on Iceland. Like that's, (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like it's a fantastic area. Again, props to the location scouting, but also uh, just maybe that like scars guards and all of them, like they know and have this uh, and want to bring light to this cultural area. So it's great. Then when the, the people in the movie are saying, look at this piece of shit area. I hate it here. All these lush green fields, getting in and having a hot spring that I can climb into. This fucking sucks. <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, you don't know how good you have it. That's my point. Um, and then, oh, we're also introduced to Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, when uh, Skarsgård kind of pretends to, to be a slave, and then he hops onto a ship that no one notices, but he has a different haircut, and I guess that's a good enough disguise for yeah. eight ninety five. <laughs> I was confused by this because, like, weren't the guys on the ship the people that he just done the raid? That's with? absolutely so, like, right. For, like <laughs> they would recognize the guy who was he was literally like on the front lines, just killing more people than anyone else. No, no, no. Berserkers <laughs> like, was, were known for their stealth. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah they're 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 masters of camouflage. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, he, he this is he a... gives himself the the Yellowstone brand to blend in. <laughs> he really does. It's just... <laughs> and then instantly healed. Um, but you know th- that's kind of where I do feel like the comparisons with Conan the Barbarian kind of ring true. Of where like you have to just accept the fact that yeah, I guess he is going covert. Like that, you know what? Like it's fine. It's like in Arnold movies, people are like in these like I'm an accountant. It's like no, you're fucking not. <laughs> I'm a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, it's not going to work. And you know, um, to their credit, uh, in in this movie. Pretty much uh, seeing him being all swollen jacks is the reason that he ends up getting bought by his uncle. Um, but again, getting ahead of ourselves. He's introduced to Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, and they kind of have like a, a little you know beginnings of a fling that start. And I, I have to ask you, Grift, how old do you think Skarsgård is supposed to be in this movie? I'd say anywhere from like uh, uh, like late 20s through 30s. Okay, because um, yeah, I don't know. I I've watched Big Little Lies, and this will come into play later. Same. So, yeah. So you know, like I see him solidly in his like early forties, and so yeah, uh, it, it was very much the like uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam went in King Arthur when they're like, look at this boy, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> look at this thirty-five-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, that young boy has a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, some scar tissue on his knee, but yeah, I mean, I get, I know, I know he's trying to play younger, but I don't believe yeah. him. I, I couldn't take him at like twenty six, which is what no. Olga yeah. is. And so then, when they arrive fully, and you see um, uh, the the queen with the uncle, and you realize, okay. Um, that's Nicole Kidman, who is only nine years older <laughs> than Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, I, I'm not sure how to feel exactly about this. Because they play husband and wife, as you know, but now our audience knows, yeah. on Big Little Lies. And it's son, mother here, uh, which is which is just <laughs> fascinating. I'm sure there's a commentary to be found about women in Hollywood, but uh, that's not our podcast to talk about. <laughs> yeah, lots of problematic age gaps here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the age gaps are definitely the most problematic thing that happens yeah. on this fucking island. <laughs> um, I did really enjoy as we're introduced to the new family that the uh, the baby we saw at the beginning um, has grown up to look like the the Ezra Miller knockoff, and then also yeah. there's like the, the Ezra Miller with facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then also the the little kid the little brother uh half brother however you want to put it oh fuck that little kid uh, fucking but, brat. but he he's like a little shit but he's an annoying nine-year-old kid and you're like oh like he's just like you know how you were you know before your innocence got ripped away from you uh via watching your father get boromir <laughs> in the woods so uh anyway he he's trying to kind of wait for the right moment to kill his uncle and so he is stalking around the farm that's when he finds uh the, this he witch and he finds out that the uh that Willem Dafoe's character was killed by his uncle who could have fucking seen that coming whoa you only got Willem Dafoe for like I don't know shooting for a day 
fantastic great excellent use of <laughs> willem dafoe for this um and he ends up being on the poster you love to see it right um he also instructs uh Skarsgård about where to find this thing called the night blade because in any good viking saga no matter how big or small there has to be a magical sword of some kind you gotta have it uh, but this sword <laughs> can only be drawn at night you see and so that's mm. that's what makes it it cool and uh sure enough you know later on as people are trying to open the the sword um they can't during the day but don't worry it still functions as a motherfucking club uh the <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it's not still, useless still a melee weapon yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think it wouldn't be killing blows but when you have scars guards buys and tries <laughs> uh, wielding that thing behind you uh no it's not a fun time for anyone um in fact, when he goes to try and grab the sword, he uh, visits like an undead spirit that's watching and guarding over the blade, and he ends up having to fight a zombie because, of course, there's a zombie in this movie. Why not? It's it's going to elevate any movie, I think, having a Viking zombie. Yeah, th- it, I mean, this movie really shows that uh, we, you know, you know, you got to do the do the double tap kill on the zombie, but it, <laughs> apparently in Viking times, you had you had to cut off the head and then put the head. Like right, right up his own ass. Like, <laughs> that, that was the the Viking equivalent of teabagging back in the day. Yeah, that, absolutely, yeah, real, yeah. real gamer move there. Scars going. Yeah, yeah, total gamer moment. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Scars going spamming the chat with slurs after killing. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, um, uh, because. This movie needs like a, a fun little like uh, getaway scene. Uh, the entire uh, commune it goes to go play this game of of like Viking Quidditch. I didn't know what the fuck this game was. Did you? Oh, I, I had never. I had no idea what this game was. But like, dude, fucking like uh, a cross between like rugby. In baseball, and that like that Mayan ball game, which yeah. they they would they would kill the team that lost. Yeah, like this 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 fucking rocked. And, like, it, just- it was great to see like a bunch of Game of Thrones actors basically making yeah. up the other team. Because <laughs> 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 you know uh, the mountain, the, the an actor uh, Bjornsson um, who played the mountain for the longest amount of time in Game of Thrones. He's like the main big bad guy on the opposing team. And I love that because, like, he's the only one who can make Skarsgård look small by comparison. (laughs) He has, like, half a foot on Skarsgård and, you know, is just truly a bear of a human being. It's uh, terrifying. But, yeah, they they end up getting... um, Into a one-on-one thing, they're they're attacking each other with clubs. Um, And then the little little shithead brother is like, I'm going to win it for my team. Yay. And then just gets mollywopped by the mountain and immediately has a concussion. (laughs) Just (laughs) down for the count. Um, yeah, field field hockey's gotten so pussified these days. Like <laughs> back when men back were when it men, was a real man sport. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see like well your stat sheet. Okay, um, you know you have uh, one scoring goal, two assists, and three fatalities. Excellent job. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, it, it is also cool where uh, 
you get to because you won you did sport good now here's your sex trophy congratulations <laughs> that, yeah you're 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 not free but uh but you can you can have a a, a woman of your pick yeah i but, i mean yeah who who among us slavery but with anya taylor joy huh who among <laughs> us uh <laughs> let's weigh the pros Tra- and cons of this <laughs> trade offer you receive <laughs> i have your freedom you receive anya taylor joy <laughs> uh but it it is great because you know they have like the the you know the stereotypical like they have sex in the woods by moonlight and it's like passionate missionary sex which sure (laughs) fucking i guess like remarkably chased in some weird ways by robert eggers so yeah um, no no boob shots like i I guess that she i mean it's usually that's probably usually due to like the claws and the absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. and and, and not their creative choices yeah i i mean but they they found a way to to make it work uh with the two of them i just also love how their pillow talk is like we're gonna kill all these motherfuckers we're gonna kill them so hard oh i hate them so much oh it makes me so hot oh yeah um and so it just really reminded me of that joker quote that of uh, what goes on you know like she was fearless and crazier than him the entire time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she was she was his queen she was, yeah. Uh, but yeah i mean yeah talking talking about killing your enemies with like uh, a super hot chick about to maybe act up here <laughs> <laughs> posting the the screen cap and going me and who uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but then dm's open oh <laughs> uh, hell yeah our three female listeners are about to go flooding that grift congratulations um no no do it i'm a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a professional. I'm here to make friends and sell shirts. Uh, I don't no 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 like disregard e girls acquire cryptocurrency. You know, it's like <laughs> the only there's only one milady on my mind, and yeah, it's a commodity. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so on, on the following night, that's when uh, Skarsgård just starts murking some of his uncle's men. And again, his uncle is like, who could have done this? It's like, again, oh, God, uh, serial killers back in the day, just having amazing times. Like, surely it couldn't be this man with the bowl cut. Look at him. <laughs> um, but yeah, Skarsgård does kind of create like a uh, a meat sculpture of a horse using dead bodies. So uh, respect to him with his uh, avant-garde ideas, truly. Yeah, it, it looked like something like the White Walkers would make. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, and he did that like, in the he, night, though. Like, he had to yeah. be thinking about it and drawing up like schematics for it. And he's like, "Okay, the placement here. Okay, I gotta kill this guy because he has the right arms that I'm going for. <laughs> like, the, the right yeah, yeah, shape. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta nail the arm in this shape. And, <laughs> you know, it's like all, yeah, all under the cover of darkness. He's just, he's just like, he's basically a serial killer for like most of the second and third <laughs> act. Like, he's a quirked up white boy, if you will." Um, yeah. that's going on. Um, I'm also trying to remember. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, when uh, they open and they see like the the murder corpse sculpture, the immediate first reaction of the Ezra Miller son is to go like, "It's the Christians! The Christians did this!" Yeah. 
<laughs> their, their, their god is a man nailed to a dead guy nailed to a tree. These fucking sickos. Who knows what they could get up to? Which, uh, yeah, I, I was like, you know, your audience, Robert Eggers. That probably made some like uh, I don't know has voted Republican since the Reagan era couple that went to go watch that go like yeah yes yes we are edgy. There was a time when we were when we were feared. So uh, get good on you for that. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, while Skarsgård is you know, breaking their bones, she is breaking their minds uh, using her womanly wilds. And by that, I mean just fucking dosing everyone's soup with uh, psychedelic mushrooms because that's like her whole thing is is drugging people. Um, really falling into that like femme fatale stereotype that seems to exist. So it's just Vikings on a bad trip. And this is anti-mushroom propaganda is my note that I made for it. Cause I don't know uh, when the last time you took mushrooms was grift, but I have never wanted to stab my own face uh, repeatedly because of a bad trip experience. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they definitely don't make you go like happening mode. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, like last last time I think was at like a party in Brooklyn and like I threw up and that was about it. Yep, yep. <laughs> You're like, whoa, things look kind of Tracy. Music is a little better. Wow, not like I believe in the old gods. I will be carried to Valhalla. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slit my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe uh, all the, I don't know generations of untreated trauma and mental illness running rampant through a probably inbred society uh, probably not the best in the world. But who who could have known? It's then though that he uses this opportunity to go and speak to his mother, uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, she reveals that, uh, and this is kind of that the, the beginning of the third chapter and the subversion. Yeah. So basically, we um, he he uh, confronts his mother about uh, you know like he he reveals to her that he's uh, you know his her her long lost son and he's here to enact his revenge fantasy and she's like. No, you, we, your, your dad fucking sucked. You are a product of rape. Fjolnir saved me. Fjolnir did nothing wrong. Fjolnir um, is doing the thing. He did the thing that you think you are doing now. Like, yeah. he saved me and he did what it took. The reason he killed your dad was because your dad was evil and that we knew that you would be evil. And that's why he tried to kill you. So you see, and, and you see how you built that murder corpse statue out there of the horse? <laughs> yeah, we knew that. It, it, we had like a whole we need to talk about Kevin moment. Hey, another Ezra Miller thing. A anyways. Uh <laughs> and, and like and like not only was uh like the 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 dad like they they uh, Fjolnir killed the the dad because he was you know like abusive or whatever like she was the driving force behind that like she helped orchestrate the plot mm -hmm. and like um yeah but like I I know people are joking that this is like the the white Black Panther uh Killmonger did nothing wrong Fiona did nothing wrong <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're not wrong though I mean like it it really does recontextualize so much of the movie because yes like him wanting to kill a child is obviously bad but then when that child grows up and is comfortable burning down entire houses full of children maybe he's not good himself either like it's it's more of a product of the world in which it's again fucked up people making bad choices left and right um 
But the thing that I, I really felt like uh, people were glomming onto with this scene in particular is like, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Your father isn't the man you thought he was. Whoa. Oh, my God. Uh, you shouldn't put him up on a pedestal. Fuck. Oh, oh, this hurts so much. Oh, it's transcendent. This film that maybe my dad does suck. Or maybe if he sucks, he's not as bad as I think he is. Oh, Oh, people are multifaceted. Each of us contains multitudes. Oh, oh, the mushrooms are hitting so hard right now. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> my mom's trying to seduce me. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's a universal experience. Who <laughs> hasn't had your nine years older than you, mom? Try <laughs> casually hook up with you. Um. Again, the the way I put it was that like this has like the emotional resonance of everybody poops. <laughs> yeah, okay, like that's what we were building towards. Like as, as a message here, subversion. I really enjoyed the third act. I really enjoyed, but from what I've seen, the people being like, "This is a defining moment." It's like, eh, eh. I mean, sure, I guess. Like it. And from that point forward, it made me feel like, oh, so this movie has been like spoon feeding us the entire time. But there are people who are going to feel proud of themselves for saying like, oh, I didn't need to be spoon fed, but you still got spoon fed the the entire movie. It's just like, calm down. It's okay. It's fine. This is an okay movie. Let's not start talking about how like we're gonna ride this all the way to ascend to Valhalla or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I feel lucky that I did not see those takes beforehand because like I went in expecting a visually gorgeous Viking action fest, and that's pretty much what I got. You know, so like I I I, I didn't ha- I didn't see these other you know, r- ridiculous narratives that people are trying to put on it. Like, obviously there's a lot of hype from the trailer, but um, yeah, to, to try to act like this is a, some sort of transcendent piece of art. That's, that's, you know, you know, redefining masculinity in the modern age or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, shut the fuck up. Shut, 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 just enjoy the spectacle. Yeah. Like, when you watch Nicole Kidman saying that she prefers her new family instead of Amleth, you know, like uh, in the modern day, that just makes him go make truck rant videos in his car. You know, like <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Like Amleth goes in, sits down and starts talking about like why we can't trust the cuck liberals out there. <laughs> also, just on the Nicole Kidman note, like AMC is still running that uh, pre-movie yes. uh, little intro with her. So whenever she's in a movie, it just makes I always crack up. I, I, I mean, I, I mentioned it before, but it is surreal to watch Nicole Kidman be like, I welcome you to the movies. Now watch me make out with my son. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can enter. When we go to the movies, we enter new worlds where anything is possible. <laughs> where anyone could be your step relative. Anyone. Yeah. <laughs> where I can make out with my son, played by an actor who's played my husband, my abusive husband on another show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, no, like, which is weird to, for me to think about because also, um, 
Skarsgård, uh, he, you know, got, rose up to, in fame. Uh, I mean, mostly, I think, because of his dad's so nepotism was probably the real reason he got famous. But, you know, he was also uh, from True Blood, where he played the character Eric Northman, who was a 10th century <laughs> Viking. So, you know, origin story, potentially, is, is all I'm saying uh, of what could have been going on here. We don't know. Um, yeah, this is this is just like an epigenetic fever dream in the mind of, like, a True Blood character <laughs> <laughs> this is what he thinks um god so uh of course Skarsgård, uh, he leaves he's super mad and he he uh again instead of wanting to talk things out he goes and he just murders <laughs> the older half brother in his sleep and steals his heart just you know uh kills ezra miller uh, the entire time. And so in that sense, critical support, I think, for Amleth and his, his rampage. Yeah, I mean, she she swung at him first. It was self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Fjolnir is, uh, of course, uh, very upset. <laughs> he's like, uh, he, he's you know, saying, like, who killed my son? He gathers up all of his slaves into a row. And he's like, I'll start slitting throats until I find out who killed my son. And, this, and in my head, I'm like, dude, 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 who is not here right now? Let, let's take a look. Yeah. at. The, oh, your Jason Voorhees slave isn't here right now. Maybe it's that guy. Huh? Uh, also, th- these are your investments and you're just like killing them like for no reason. Like, I'm telling you, yeah, that's uh, why you uh, you bring along the kids because you can, you can just, you know, replace them at that point. Uh, it, it's, it's what I'm saying. The, the economics yeah, he's, he's, of chattel he's, slavery by Kelton. He's he's buying high and selling low. You hate to see it. <laughs> this is why you lost your kingdom. All your apes were gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fjolnir's the victim of an ape hack. King Harold of Norway came and got into his Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. 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 An stole his seed phrase. Oh, my God. So then, of course, Amleth reveals himself and is like ah it's me don't kill her and so she gets away and uh then he's like well how do you know it's your your son's heart and not the heart of a wolf i killed or of a dog i killed two days ago and then like they just start beating the shit out of him and i'm like yeah yeah that that, fair fair uh shit's gonna happen i guess um so then he gets tied up and then he's like getting tortured and he's like it's not my time to die yet which is like again you're really believing in fate at this point my dude like you you might need to start um connecting a little bit with the real world figure out what's going on there but whatever not going to judge you for this because a flock of ravens uh unties him which i guess is what happens or do you think like that was also meant to be interpreted as like his fever dream interpretation of what's going on and in reality like the rope slipped and then that's how he got out yeah they're never too explicit like how much of the supernatural stuff is just in this insane man's head or is like actually like divine intervention from odin or something but, yeah um Honestly, like I wasn't thinking too hard about it. I was just kind of, I was just rolling with it. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, at that point, that we're, we're yeah. gearing up for the yeah. third act uh, sequence. Yeah. To, 
yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I shouldn't be overly critical of the magical ravens that take place. But you know what I will be critical of, Grift? When then he reunites with Olga and they escape and they plan on going onto a ship and they're going to go visit Amleth's relatives in some like nearby land. Why the fuck did he not just go there at the beginning instead of becoming a berserker person? What what is happening here? <laughs> like, go to them first. You had family. You you chose the path of vengeance. Like, is that what you're getting at? It, it, I, I I just I don't know. Um, it felt very much like a like a oh yeah, of course I have some relatives over in uh, Deus Ex Machina land. Um, yes, why, why don't we go over there? The, everyone will be safe there. Uh, we're calling it yeah, New they- Israel. <laughs> they they really glossed over a, a lot of like how he ended up in the roving Viking band. I also um, why didn't yeah. Nicole Kidman just poison her husband? Now that I think about it, because then Fjolnir would have still become the king, at least temporarily, like a regent. And then yeah, well, see, you know, you you have the woman make the plot, but then you can't have her take take the uh you know masculine ritual of, oh. of the, the 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 brother killing his brother for the throne you know true like, true yeah. uh, i i i forgot the nicole kidman's magic of cinema would not allow us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 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 too much of a different world to imagine that's, that's going a little too far yeah, yeah. that's taking away prime there. making out with my son screen time if we start doing <laughs> yeah. that i'd 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 love like a like an edit where it's just like her in that intro and then like we can enter a world where anything is possible and it's just her making out with her son honestly <laughs> when the northman hits and is available on streaming please remind me because i can make that so easily hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> returning from a hiatus on twitter just to post that <laughs> 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 Radio silence once again. Uh, uh, truly uh, bizarre. Um, so Olga uh, and, and is then like left alone on the boat, but it's okay because uh, she's pregnant. And so, you know, she's pregnant with twins and one of them will become the maiden king that was prophesied. And again, these are all very real, legit things that are happening and not at all the delusions of a madman that has uh, (laughs) been stabbed like 14 times or whatever uh, and just experienced like a a brutal torture sequence. Uh, No, not at all. Uh, Olga is the special girl. She will give birth to the maiden king and, you know, like a pregnant woman in the Viking times all by herself on a boat full of men. She'll be fine, right? Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, again, it just, you stupid, stupid, stupid man. Uh, like, but it's almost like he's so blinded by revenge that he can't get it out of his own way. Uh, as long as everyone is realizing that he's making a mistake <laughs> instead of like, oh, he's trying to break the cycle of violence. He's actually doing the noble thing. That's another thing I've seen circling around. Oh, uh, oh God, really? Yeah, it's like, no, no, you, you <laughs> oh. are not... No, that's not how this is going. And, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong for the interpretation. But if I'm in the wrong, the movie sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, So (laughs) I I choose to be right rather than uh, believing that Eggers uh, would 
have something go in that route. Uh, so yeah, he he returns back because he realizes as long as Fjolnir lives, um, his family isn't safe. He, he can't trust his sheep herding uncle to be left alone. No, he's going to somehow accumulate vast resources and attack himself, you know, or maybe his uncle's younger child will go and attack him. Weird, crazy how that would, would work. Uh, consequences of your actions, all that fun jazz. Um, so Skarsgård shows up and he, um, he, he, Freeze all of the slaves and kills most of his uncle's men, all three of them that are left, <laughs> which just, uh, again, real kind of, oh, we're in the third act now. Like, it's no longer uh, a one-on-one, mano-a-mano intense fighting. It's like, okay, they're, they're just the drones that are left to get to the big boss fight that's about to happen. Yeah, going full Revenge of the Sith at the end. Oh, oh well, we, we, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it definitely does get there. We we will get yeah. there don't worry but we forget that uh he for, first has like a, a trying to have a moment of closure with his mother who then is just slashing at him so he kills her and then his <laughs> little brother is stabbing him in the back repeatedly and he kind of like shakes him off but shakes him off with his sword hand and so he accidentally like bisects his younger brother which pretty sure i'm pretty sure that was on purpose that was just like i don't someone's on my back stabbing me i'm gonna fucking like lash out at them and get them off and <laughs> sinks yeah. the over yeah exactly he, at this point he's he's killing everybody he doesn't give a shit it's, it's a green like, beret when fireworks are going off They're not responsible for his actions <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, so um so, I, I love that when Fjolnir walks in is like oh no my wife my child well time to compose myself now is not a time for anger <laughs> he, like, yeah. picks up their bodies and says like uh we are going to solve this via home gang which was a viking legal way to resolve disputes so it's basically like he looks at the bodies of his wife and child and is like i will see you in court sir <laughs> yeah. we need to, in in this uh you know age of um you know effeminate men we need to return to dueling cults culture i think is the way to to really to really bring back the the code of honor that that was lost in in the in in in, in the in the times when people were better you know? uh, i'm just i'm just picturing the tucker carlson documentary about like when men were men and it's just them naked fighting on a volcano <laughs> Yeah, that you could have slotted that this end scene right into that montage, you know, set like put like YMCA over it or something. Uh, it was also great to look because the actor who plays the uncle is also nine years older than Skarsgård and so it's like yes uncle oh look at this age difference I'm like it's not really that much of an age difference he just has like gray in his beard at this point like I'm willing to bet that if they both shaved that they would look reasonably close to each other but you know fine it's okay I'm not gonna nitpick because we got a metal ass fucking volcano duel and uh hell yeah that that was great to see about how they like they were you know just so wrought with emotion that it, it was like the climax of the entire movie 
taking place and so when everything happens the way it does where he beheads his uncle but his uncle runs him through uh it just i don't know it it felt like it had a resonance to it that wasn't bittersweet which i think that's that's a sign of excellent filmmaking in my opinion at least yeah, this was this was a really fucking good sword fight. Like the obviously, like you 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 said it on. Um, oh, what's the uh, what's what's the Revenge of the Sith planet? I, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Does it matter? Yeah, Vol- green screen Topia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Green, yeah. Yeah. And, and then like you know, really good fight choreography. It honestly, like I'm trying to think of a another you know one-on-one uh sword duel that like made his like a big as big an impression as this one like probably have to go back to like achilles and hector in the troy movie oh my god Um, yeah that that shit rocked like sorry i'm just thinking like you're right yeah i think that that's probably like in terms of actual duels where they're facing off because the choreography in it was amazing like and the the way that their fighting styles changed as they got injured instead of like oh they're just trying to man their way through it it's like oh shit like his arm got like hacked almost in half uh, at the muscle like yeah and then he somehow continues to use it like after that he's like it's like no like you you literally like no matter how gritty you are like if if you're if you're like tendons are severed you're not gonna be able to fucking swing a sword with that arm that that, that's Uh, i think like a whole like speaking point about like the various fighting styles was like if someone's strong they still need tendons so that's what you attack instead of trying to out brute them but yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Mustafar. That was the Revenge uh, of the Sith. Yes, planet. yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I Lion King yeah. dad's name. Absolutely, <laughs> Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of Lion King, weirdly though, versus Scar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Near is having to create a family to hide his closeted lifestyle away uh, from everyone. Everyone. If only Scar had picked up on that instead. Um, our- yeah, oh, yeah. If they queer coded Fjolnir, <laughs> it's like yes, the, this is my wife and our children. The children are obviously not his. Just like, yeah. fiery red hair. The entire like, oh, what? Uh, yeah. Weird. Okay, cool. I guess. Um, yeah. So that uh, he dies, and then like you see him getting summoned to Valhalla as he has visions of Olga embracing their twin children again. Uh, it's supposed to be like a vision of the future. And I love how in my interpretation it's like, yeah, this is what like guys might see as they die thinking that they did the right thing. It doesn't mean it's reality by any means. It's just like, yes, vindication. I did the right thing. Uh, and then like a year later, Olga is sold into slavery. His children get burned down in another village and yeah, you know, the cycle continues on and on and on. Yeah, uh, I mean, they weren't good investments. No. What are you, you going to do? How cool would it have been, by the way, if like when the, the raid sequence is happening uh, at the beginning of the movie where like they kill everyone and you see like one kid escape, he gets into a boat and starts paddling away. He <laughs> becomes a berserker <laughs> and it's just that loop over and over again. <laughs> 
I, I did like how like when they were uh, going down the river before they attacked the the, the settlement in in uh, Russia, where they just I encountered just a random boat with two guys in it. They just sh- they just like shoot them with arrows, doing basically like a drive by <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> like playing that loud Vulcan <laughs> Vulcan uh, Viking drum music, you know, <laughs> from their vulgar, boats. yeah, the, the, the <laughs> vulgar music of these thugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these tatted up thugs that wearing their bling as they, drink, <laughs> as they row around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're dipping their bling in blood. <laughs> <laughs> goodness, goodness. Uh, well, um, now we get to the, the final end where, you know, it, it always feels trite, to, but uh, garbage or not, uh, what did you think, Grift? Uh, definitely not garbage. Uh, I did not have, uh, transcendental expectations of this, so I was very satisfied, you know, uh, visually striking, uh, like, really good action, fucking everyone was giving committed performances, it's, like, you know, all those, all those 90 million, they were all on screen, and, um, I, I I fuck with it heavy. Absolutely. I mean, again, um, I still give this movie like a solid six out of ten. Like, it's definitely not bad in my opinion. I was just disappointed as I was thinking about like what it could have been since it was more small scale and less epic. I thought the thematic approach of cyclical violence could have been um, done slightly differently. Like, in one thing I was thinking about and I've been chewing over is thinking about like, well, what if Gunner was kind of our our main character and then the realization that oh your father's not that great a man because he like killed his brother and then took his brother's wife and like that's the dad that you've been idolizing and so then your village being terrified and um uh, terrorized rather by this jason x type murder machine is actually your half brother um and then you know he still gets killed and then you follow the Jason X guy as the protagonist mm. going into the, the third act. Um, I felt again, like it could be thematically richer, but it's, it's just looking at things from a different perspective. It doesn't inherently mean that it would have made for a better movie. I'm certainly not going to say that, Oh, Robert Eggers, you should have done uh, what I was thinking the entire time. Um, <laughs> but it, again, it just felt like, with a smaller scale movie, you had the opportunity to explore things in a more multifaceted way. So the fact that it didn't and instead chose, you know, metal as hell moments instead is still fine. Like it, it, it made for a perfectly solid, perfectly enjoyable movie. I was, I was so along for the ride with this that I really wasn't thinking about how it could be better, but yeah, that sort of, um, having the, the, a, a little bit of distance between you and, um, and uh, uh, I'm blanking on Skarsgård's character's name now. Amlet. Uh, Amlet. Yeah, yeah. Having having a little bit of, of of distance between him could have enhanced the the menace and 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 mystery of him basically turning into like a serial killer terrorizing this remote outpost. Um, <laughs> but but no. Instead, I guess we get to see like almost naked Anya Taylor Joy instead. So that's the trade off <laughs> that we get here. Um, R.I.P. Cinema. The experiences. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't have gotten that scene in our movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Fjolnir, this pot is making you aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Christ alive. Well, now we get to plugs. Uh, Grift, what is happening in the shop? 
Oh, so I am running um, bootleg Milady merch for the only good NFT project, uh, which I may or may not be invested in. No, but uh, yeah, so we got uh, the, the, in the Seed Oil Capital Collection. We've been doing some fun stuff on there. Um, it's you know we're in a we're in a holy war against the bored apes. So if you uh, if you don't like them, then you're then you're a friend of ours. So um, <laughs> if you, yeah. <laughs> that's where the battle lines are drawn, you know, um, and can't can't complain about any of that because again, watching them get their shit regularly wrecked on the internet has been a delight. So I recommend following anyone in the Milady universe. Uh, if you are still going to use Twitter after the Musk takeover. I mean, uh, listen, I'm you're, you're in this uh, deep. Okay. You know, yeah, it's different yeah. for the two of us here. <laughs> you have a vested interest in this. I, I yeah, take it or leave it, you know? Um, so yeah. unfortunately Trump said he's going to stay on truth social and, uh, and, and not come back to, <laughs> Twitter. We'll see how long that lasts once uh, once once the 2024 campaign begins. So. <laughs> I would love it if he holds out because I love the press <laughs> the press release style tweets are almost better than the, seeing the actual tweets. Um, it's uh it, it's pretty glorious. Uh, as for me, um, I mean I don't really have anything going on uh outside of Gigo. Uh, I don't even really have much going on in like on. Twitter. I'm kind of, you know, phasing that out a little bit for better or worse. Um, and so uh, just just follow the, the show, follow Grift. Uh, all of those updates will be going on. Um, our Patreon is continuing. We're plugging away. We're, we're going to be diving into season three of Yellowstone as uh, we continue our, our plot towards getting Montana cowboy pilled. Uh, and that is, is a saving grace because in two weeks, we're going to be talking about multiverse of madness. And that, that is going to break me. I can already tell grift. It, it's going to be uh, multiverse of madness. Then two weeks of Giga cast. And then, Obi-Wan. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, dark Obi dark emo depressed Obi-Wan. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, then another break and then Jurassic World Dominion. So we're we're gonna be in like the trenches of blockbuster culture. So I am <laughs> going to look back at the Northman and think like maybe it was a seven out of ten, eight out of ten, <laughs> nine out of ten. <laughs> You don't know what you have until it's gone. But uh, anyways, all right, everyone. Bye. Peace.